0: Welcome to Archer Talk 101 podcast, your guide to better archery skills. We'll bring you the latest tips, tricks, and expert advice, but that's not all. We'll also have interviews with top archers and industry professionals, and reviews of the latest gear and equipment, and much more. There it is. Yeah, and we're ready to go. We're going to have an exciting <laughs> show today. We got David online with us. Hi, my name is Roy Canterbury. I'm going to be hosting Arch on Talk 101, and... Like always, we're going to talk Archer today. And just want to let everybody know that we do go live in the Archer Talk 101 Facebook group. And you can communicate with us if you'd like to. So join that group if you're not a member. And there's a lot of good benefits of being in there. So, David, uh, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks, Roy. And thanks for having me. So, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do. And All right. Well, my name is uh, David Snyder. I've been pretty much a lifelong archery hunter shooter enthusiast if you will aficionado at times but uh (laughs) newbie at other times but i'm always learning but um no i started i started archery like most kids did when they were when they were little with a little red fiberglass bow you know and and um that my dad had picked me up somewhere or another until you know um you know, I was losing arrows every other day and, uh, he was, you know, then finally you get to making your own arrows because he's tired of buying them kind of thing. So that's kind of where it all started with me, um, progressed up until, uh, you know, obviously my teenage years hung with me, um, got my brother-in-law was a traditional archery, uh, guy. And, um, you know, he had the old bear bows and this, that, and the other thing. And, and, uh, you know, so he really introduced me to. you know, my love of archery, don't get me wrong, I liked it, but it took on a horse of a different color when he started showing me, when he opened up my mind to, to, uh, what is all out there, you know, as far as hunting with the bow and so on and so forth. So, um, then, you know, obviously I, I, I hunted, I'm very, very into hunting. Um, uh, I've kind of stepped away from that the last few years, but I'm getting back in it casually and I'll explain why. Um, got a couple boys uh one of my boys started uh bass fishing competitively and and um in middle school and uh that my oldest son and he ended up getting a NCAA scholarship for bass fishing so when he started bass fishing um you know I'd had some hobbies on the table I used to be into uh squirrel dogs mountain cur dogs where I would go uh Hunt, hunt, and travel around, and and uh, take my dogs to these different competitions. Was fortunate enough to own a couple world champions, and and did really well in that sport. While still in the background, always had my love for traditional archery, and uh, still did plenty of shooting. Hunted every deer season with a longbow or recurve. Um, but when my son started really getting into bass fishing you know and obviously I'd fished since I was a kid as well but not competitively I just kind of shifted gears and it became less about me and more about him and I started following and doing what he was doing and before you know it I got a bass boat and before you know it I'm going to bass <laughs> fishing tournament before you know it uh so I took a step back from traditional archery um from archery in general he now he didn't he stepped up to the plate and he started hunting and fishing, I and mean, he used to, he was hunting, obviously, so I was hunting, but with him, um, but the focus was him, and, and I derived more, it meant more for me, for him to harvest that animal than, than myself, so that was my new thing, so, so, um, time's passed, he's out of college now, he graduated, and uh, he's in the workforce, and he is, um, engaged in all that, and and and, and, um, you know, where does that leave me? So a couple of years ago, he's <laughs> been out for a few years, Roy. So where does that leave me? So I made the decision to I happened to be in the, the basement one day and, and I looked over in the corner and there was a stack of bows. You know, I'm a bow hoarder. And uh <laughs> so I started thinking about it, and then it just you know, I don't know, everything fell in line. A buddy of mine had pulled in the driveway, he went down to Nixon, Missouri, and and he had got him a brand new black widow recurve and He'd pulled in the driveway and he said, Hey, look at this bow that I got. <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, uh, oh, here I hadn't shot for you know 10 years. And I grabbed that thing. He said, Shoot it. Well, I I had a target or two out in the yard because of obviously my son. My son right. still still shot. And um he shot a compound nonetheless, but he was still an archer. So um I grabbed that thing and I shot it at one of those targets. And you know, I thought I was uh the The ghost of Howard Hill or something. I I stuck a really tight group in that target, and I thought, man, all that time off and I didn't lose a thing, you know. So, so obviously the bug that wasn't the case later on. A lot of practice to get back in, but yeah. anyway, long story short, that pulled me right back in. That pulled me right back into the hobby. Yeah, sport. Yeah. Well, I think uh,
0: your son is in the group, and because he said, "Proud of you, Dad." <laughs>
1: Did he really? Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, good. I'm proud of you, Hunter. Proud of you. But um, yeah. So, so that's what I did, Roy. And I tell you what, I've always been. I've. I don't know about you. You kind of strike me this way. I'm all or nothing. You know, I'm kind of an all-in, <laughs> baptized by fire kind of guy. So I had been out of of. Traditional archery for or archery altogether for about a decade, you know, following following my son around and, and 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 living vicariously through his accomplishments, so to speak. But anyway, um, I some clubs that were around us, some 3D bow clubs that were around us, and we didn't have many, but we had a few. You know, you could get to a 3D archery club within driving distance. They had kind of dried up. One big club had quit having shoots one traditional club quit having shoots all together and just kind of quit another one kind of quit and i started looking around and we still had the indiana traditional bow hunters association there was a real good club um um, katiwi the uh indiana or the hoosier traditional bow hunters and but that was about two and a half hours three hours away so i was thinking i'm in southeast indiana so there was nothing around me so I started talking to a few buddies of mine and, you know, um, you know, the Lord has blessed me with an, enough land to stick a few foam targets on. And I yeah. said, Hey, what do you guys think? If we, we start our own club? I mean, how hard can it be? Man, <laughs> yeah. I, I bet off more than I could chew by saying that because there is <laughs> a lot of work to it, but next thing, you know, I'm, I'm investing in foam and, uh, um, you know, procuring some Reinhardt targets, getting all that together And I started the Whiskey City Traditional Archers. Um, Last year was our first year. We had about 140 members our first year. Um,
0: Oh, that's good.
1: (laughs) Just overwhelmed. Um, We have anywhere from 60 to 70 shooters a month at each shoot. Um, And we're growing. It looks like we're going to surpass that in membership this year. And not only that, we're getting plenty of members from other states that are sending in memberships and uh, people that hasn't even stepped a foot on our property or course or whatever. Um, So that's inspiring as well. And uh, you know, as a, as a club, you're only as good as your member base. And I, I, I'm just the guy that sets up targets, me and Justin jump, a, a very dear friend of mine. We just set up targets and we try to make it interesting, but I can't take the credit for it. We have a great group of individuals that we've surrounded ourselves with and and these members and uh we're doing great we're doing really good
0: yeah when when you can have a club and people are joining your club and don't even live in the area right that's that's saying a lot you know to have somebody be willing to do that
1: right we have people drive four hours one way to, to, to i mean we we a guy named jim compliment i gotta throw his name out he we call him the grumpy archer he's a, he's an <laughs> he's the grumpy archer he fell out of a deer stand unfortunately this last season and oh, yeah. banged himself up really good broke his neck and everything else but you know it hasn't stopped him he's been he uh he was at cloverdale rendezvous he comes to every shoot in a neck brace or whatever he's he's there he's just went down and bow weighed he's still trying to shoot that bow but we all have hundred and ten percent faith that he'll come back around and and do what he loves to do and that's shoot that bow and 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 compete um, you know, on the 3D course with us and everything. But uh he drives, I don't know, like he's in northern Indiana. He's like two and a half hours to get there. He never misses a shoot. It's just really it's uh humbling, if you will. When yeah. I when when Justin and I put this thing together, we was Happy if we'd get the same 15 shooters every month. And um we've just been blessed. We like I say, you know, to have just a trad-only bow club. I take that back. We are traditional only bow club, um, but we also allow um the kids with the Genesis bows, you know, those things, those things are 20 pounds. And I'm not gonna, you know, if a kid wants to bring a Genesis bow, he's more he or she is more than welcome to bring a Genesis bow. So and and that's pretty much the consensus of the club. So we do have some kids show up with those Genesis bows and um, yeah, we, we just didn't expect it to, to to grow like it has by the leaps and bounds that it has. So it's been really, it's just been really humbling, really humbling.
0: Yeah. That, that, that's pretty good when you can get going that good. And, and there's, there's other clubs out there that have done the same thing. And, you know, it's just really, uh, amazing you know how much you know it takes off in certain areas people are just looking for something to do and yeah and you know Archer seems to fit the bill on on a lot of them
1: oh you're not you're not kidding i i, I got i gotta you know i've got guys that come to this club that sorry um this is not roy i quit dipping i i quit dipping <laughs> these are coffee grinds it's called grinds and I oh. don't know if you can do that or not. You might have to blur that out. I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but uh, <laughs> long story short. Um, uh, I I've not dipped now for about eight, nine months. So that's something, these are coffee grinds, but anyway, yeah. get your uh, coffee fixed. <laughs> yeah. Get my coffee fixed. But anyway, um, yeah, we have a group of guys that, um, that come to every shoot and, 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 uh, they, they also go to all the surrounding shoots and I'm talking, these guys go to two, they go to two shoots through the week, you know, a, Mon, a Monday night or a Wednesday nighter they'll go somewhere on a Friday, they'll shoot on a Saturday, and it's like, that is their life's blood man I mean, they are, right. through the summer, through the spring, that is their, that's their reason for breathing is 3D shoots, I mean they love it, they love it. And it does keep them sharp for hunting season. These guys that I'm talking about, Roy, are just stone cold outdoorsmen. I mean, come hunting season. If they want to take it down, they take it down. And 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 you know, and, and obviously they're in shooting shape to do so. Right. They've shot all summer, you know. So yeah. But uh yeah, I I have a respect for those guys. And um, yeah, they 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 do a good job as well. Yeah,
0: that's and right. it, Trey, Trey, made, Trey made a comment
1: looking good bud <laughs> Trey, oh yeah Is, <laughs> i can't see those where are those coming up at oh you're uh, on the, um you're talking about the live on, right
0: right you'll have to go out to the facebook group and then you yeah. can see the comments coming out there and yeah i got uh, it if you want to and and then you can comment back to them
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool roy i'm telling <laughs> you i'm, I'm looking at all this and and uh you you're pretty squared away you've got all the bells and whistles here yeah
0: well and and then too you know one thing i do for for some of them if they're they're talking about a product or something i just bring it up on a website and i share the screen and everybody can look at what we're talking at right right, right. now those listening on a podcast yeah they don't get that but they can always go back and and join archery group and and see it or wait for it to come out on the youtube channel and you know it just it i've talked to some you know some different companies and different events and there there's just a whole a whole world of out there that i didn't know existed until i started doing this and
1: right 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 um which unfortunately i didn't get to i didn't get to put it out i wish i had to put it out a little bit sooner it's actually <laughs> i went to the Compton Traditional Rendezvous Roy um up in Michigan up in uh Berrien Springs i think it is and all these years of shooting trad bows and, and this that, and everything that was the first time that I'd ever been there and man what a you know humbling experience yet again I mean those guys you can tell why they're they're Compton and you can tell that they're squared away they've been there and done that they put on a really good shoot really good rendezvous but having said that I was there since, uh, and I didn't get to because I was there. I didn't get to promote the archery talk thing like I I wanted to. I, I yeah, I literally put this up five five minutes ago, <laughs> and I apologize to you, but but yeah, I'm sure to get plenty of views after the fact. I'm sitting here looking, and I'm seeing that that Trey is on there. Trey Baxter is uh, the uh, owner proprietor of the Saddle Cartel. And he's got a Facebook page and everything, and uh, that's these saddle hunters, you know, that hunt out of the the the, the saddles. Oh, the, the saddles. Oh, oh yeah, well, and, and well, this we'll guy to, is a saddle we'll hunter. Get him he on a
0: podcast and, get him on a podcast. Oh, he's, and he's and great.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely have him reach out. He's great, and he's he's uh, he's doing some promotion now for the X team, which is a which is a group of kids that uh, are going to Vegas to shoot competitively there i think he he's in oklahoma uh through through um i mean he's got a he's got a fundraiser going for them he's got a lot of big name companies on board supporting it and he just he works hard and he works hard um outside of himself he works hard for the for the sport of archery so uh in my book he's he's a ok but uh yeah so i don't know where we left <laughs> Also get, <laughs> got off track by looking at those comments yeah they kind of
0: get sidetracked but you know that's what it's about you know just chatting and that's what we're here for and uh, one of the things that uh, we haven't got into is is why did you pick up a bow for the
1: first time i'll tell you what it, it, the, the regression was something like this and i remember it um single shot daisy rider or day bb pellet bb gun right know. Uh, and shooting the blackbirds and whatnot you know <laughs> I mean just what it was because I was very young I remember my dad lived on a farm uh lived on, grew up on a farm and uh you know I come from the era where nobody was I mean we were on a farm I had the woods I had a creek to go find salamanders there was no kids remotely my age uh around um it was me and my older sister And uh, I didn't like hanging out with her very much. (laughs) (laughs) She always used to beat me up, but uh, no, no, I'm just, well, not really. But anyway, so we had to, we come from an era where we had to entertain ourselves. You know, we had to entertain ourselves. So uh, my father knew that I really liked that pellet gun or that BB gun. And, you know, he was constantly buying me ammo for that. So he had brought home, he just bring me things from time to time. And then he brought home a slingshot and then I shot the fire out of that thing. And then next thing you know, he brought, brought home a bow or he had found a bow. I don't think he bought it brand new, whether he picked it up at a yard. So I have no idea where he even got the thing, but uh, he handed me that with like a seven, eight arrows. And um, you know, those arrows didn't last long. And then, um, you no. know, we had to go down to the hardware store and uh, they thankfully they sold some arrows so so he would occasionally get me some arrows and then i would i would make my own arrows (laughs) out of sticks and everything else i'd shave them down and i mean they were crude but i just remember that's how i got started and i remember we had a barn across a big old tobacco barn they still hung tobacco in it and uh it was a monster of a barn right across the road and i'd go over and i'd sit in the hayloft and I'd wait for mice to, uh, you know, every barn's got mice in it. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> and I'd shoot at mice. And uh, totally instinctive. I didn't know, no, no reference of aiming, no nothing, just, you know. And, uh, you know, looking back in my mind, you know, I was really good. I probably wasn't. But looking back in my mind, I could I could hit what I was looking at. But uh, that's kind of where it started for me until my brother-in-law um, kind of introduced me to you know what what real bows were, and uh you know, which was a number of years later, but um, I think I'd picked up like a a Ben Pearson or a wing recurve or something like that, and I think I did get that at a flea market or something for like five bucks, you know, and i I shot a bunch of mismatched wood, aluminum, and fiberglass arrows off that thing <laughs> for a while and um that's the bow that i harvested my my first uh it wasn't my first deer kill i i had i'd harvested a deer with a shotgun but that bow i harvested my first recurve my first archery uh harvest was with that um i'm somewhere between it was a wing bow or a ben pearson bow i don't have it anymore which it did but I, I believe it was a ben pearson and um Thirty-five pounds, man. Thirty-five pounds, just your regular dacron string, right? Uh, Clamp-on noxious just as crude as can be, crude. With like a, fi- I think what saved me is I think I had a fiberglass arrow with like a a hundred and ninety grain broadhead on it. <laughs> <laughs> so this thing was like a boulder tied onto the end of a twig, right? <laughs> and this doe had come walking by and gave me the right opportunity quartered away. I remember it like it was yesterday. And, and it was about a 16 yard shot and uh, yeah. So she didn't go very far. And I remember for a 35 pound bow, didn't get complete pass through Roy, but I mean, it came out the other side and it was a quick, clean and ethical kill. And uh, yeah, I remember it like it was yesterday. And that was the first of many, many deer to be harvested with, Every deer that I believe that I've I've harvested after that has always been with traditional equipment. I don't know that I don't know that I've ever harvested another deer with a with a firearm, and I haven't that I can recall. So every deer that I've ever harvested has been with a uh, recurve, and I think I've harvested two with a long bow, but mostly with a recurve bow. And I've been fortunate. I've got a couple of and young deer and. You know, a couple nice deer and and uh, just a number of uh, a number of deer. I don't know how many. I'm not one of those guys, but enough.
0: Yeah, I, I don't really keep track of how many. I, I don't I know either. I I think I've got. Well, one time I got two deer within minutes of each other with my bow. Nice. And then um, I think I've only shot with a rifle two deer. <laughs>
1: right right
0: right <laughs> yeah and, yeah I, and my first deer was was you know a, a small buck but uh, it was kind of a long shot I was oh, what 20 feet up in the tree and it was about 40 yards away because I'd get above the brush to get to the trail yeah, yeah, yeah I was I was out of the compound I was shooting 52 pounds at a full length twenty one seventeen arrow with I think probably 145 grain tip on it nice. and when that deer turned that arrow, I think the fletching stopped it from going all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't need a lot of lot of weight if you have you know a decently heavy arrow. Now, if it'd been a real light one, like a three hundred fifty grain arrow, you, yeah. you know, it may not have had that kind of penetration. It was just no mass and
1: right, right, right. But that that's that's the thing. I mean, you know, I I came also, and 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 I'm sure. Roy, did you ever shoot traditional? Did you ever shoot, like, when you got started, was you shooting uh, recurve or any stick bow, single string? Well, when I got started, there was only recurve and longbows. You had no choice, yeah. Yeah, you had no
0: choice. It's either right. wood or fiberglass, and you had your choice of wood options. Right, you know, yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, I started in the 60s. Compounds didn't show up until the 70s golly man you so, was i just think i mean you was out there amongst it when fred bear was still out there hunting you know what i mean oh yeah yeah and it's kind of with the pictures i've seen he hunted he's got a plaid shirt and blue jeans yeah that's how he hunted you know oh, plaid shirt a, blue jeans absolutely how he hunted and i mean you know believe it or not you hear all these different things about what's what's traditional what's not traditional what's this what's that you know fred fred bear he had you know he he understood i mean if I don't know. I'm getting off track, but if he was here today, he'd probably have a sight on his dang bow. I mean, they made them, you know, bear archery made sights to put onto recurves. Wilson brothers made sights on the old black widow's bows, Ben Pearson. You look at all of them. They were right before. And I'm talking about right before compounds came on, they were all adaptive of a sighting system. You know, I, I remember, you know, I was a pure instinctive shooter. At least I thought it did. I'm since I've gotten back in, I've adopted like a gap shooting or like a split vision uh, method of shooting. But you know, I used to shoot 3D shoots pretty religiously. I got kind of upside down in it when I graduated from the Ben Pearson, you know, and then I got another bow, uh, so on and so forth. I had a Black Swan uh, that I liked a lot. I had a Hoyt that I liked a lot recurve. But anyway, long story short. I started shooting a lot of, I showed, I'm kind of that way. I'm competitive in nature, I guess. And it's not because I want to win. And that's not what it is. I think it gives me a gauge Roy to see where I'm coming along in my journey compared to other people. You know what I mean? And the only way you can do, don't get me wrong. I'm competing against myself. Right. But it kind of gives me a baseline for, what's out there. So I I no matter what I do if if I get into the tree dogs I I I had to I had to win the world, you know. If I I got into slingshots, I whatever's going on there, I'd have to find the best, you know. That's just how I am in nature. I'm a little bit competitive. So I shot a lot of 3D and um back then I, you know, I was religiously shooting. I was just obsessed with. It. Of course, I was a lot younger, a lot stronger. But uh, I was shooting ridiculously heavy bows, like 65. I had a few 70 pound bows and, you know, with no let off, just like broomsticks with a string, right? And uh, I'd shoot two, 300 arrows a night, blind bail, you know, three three, uh, foot away from the target, just working on my release and my form. So I, I was pretty serious about it, but, you know, it was a whole different release and a whole different form, back then i was bent over the way i changed things quite a bit but anyway long story short i was you know you'd see these other people that turn in these phenomenal scores and i always thought man how are they doing that you know know, i felt like i was at the top of my instinctive game but uh you know truth of the matter is they were probably gap shooters or they were probably you know uh fixed crawl people or you know they had a system of aiming you know and yeah. Even though that I was instinctive, and even you, when you shot, you may thought you were shooting instinctive, but your arm, at the end of the day, would go up or go down, would go up. Right. Go so, subconsciously, you're aiming. You know what I mean? You're, you might not think that you are, but something's going on there. You know what I mean? So, I mean... I, I, that may start a debate, and I'm not here to start a debate. But,
0: <laughs> but since I
1: have gotten back in, I've kind of understood that that hiatus, that time off. And then I came back in. I have um, befriended some uh, several, several top shooters in, in, in this. Uh, you know, Kenny Jordan, uh, Dwayne Martin, um, Trevor Fielder, these guys. I, I'm sure you've had some of these people on your show. Mandy Boggs, um,
0: you yeah, know. She was um, on
1: just the other day oh gosh she she is I'm, i've been watching her shoot here lately she's she's from the same state obviously so we cross paths and uh man she is she's she's going to be a lot to handle and she made the usa team uh and that's just the that's just the icing on i mean the just to, she's just scratching the surface because she's still very hungry and she's still right. putting in a lot of time um she may be, and these are huge shoes to fill, but she may be the next Fawn Gerard, you know, um, and those are, you know, those are extremely huge shoes to fill, but she may be, you know, Fawn Gerard's still around, so she might have something to say about that. Yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so, so, you know, I have I befriended some of these people, and I've got back in, and of course, I changed my whole style. I changed the weight of the bow I was shooting. I changed my form. I changed everything, you know. But uh, I've been shooting pretty dang well. Pretty well. I mean, pretty well. Pretty well.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it, it's amazing, you know, how how far some people come in such a short time when, when they're hungry for it
1: and and with anything, you, know, it, you get out what you yeah. put in, right? Yeah, I mean, you get out what you put in. So yeah, I mean, you know you know how many archers I mean I don't know if people's going to care for me saying this but Roy there's a lot of archers that pull out their bow a week before deer season you know what I mean and and yeah and listen <laughs> I used to I, be one of those <laughs> I, I, I am not going to be a prima donna from my high horse and say that I was never that guy I think I've taken some seasons more seriously than others but you know, whether it's a compound, whether it's a recurve, whether it's crossbow, whether it's anything with a trigger on it or everything, anything with a trigger release method, if even if that's your fingers, we owe it to the game to be the best we possibly can be out there. You know what I mean? For quick, clean and ethical kills, we owe it to the game. So, you know, there's a lot to be said for this trad club that I got going and these people that just shoot, that are just die hard, they start in January and they shoot all the way up till september and then you couldn't you couldn't hire them to come to a shoot you know once deer season happens they're gone right you know and and i've got a good nucleus and core of that kind of member and uh i'm just i'm just lucky to have them so you know so really getting back to the club the club has been growing by leaps and bounds we've had some sponsors come on board this year and sponsor some of our shoots like like Trevor Fielder with triple T strings, um, um, and Trey Baxter. We've had several come on board and, uh, you know, we have a classic shoot at the end of every year that draws well over a hundred shooters. And, and, and um, I hope it's going to grow. We're starting to run out of parking, but, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, and they've, they've mm-hmm. came on board and they've sponsored us there and, and they've got behind us and I I, I really appreciate that. But, uh, yeah, I've kind of taken on a side venture. I've kind of went off to the side and, and uh, started my own product line. I've started a company since then. It's kind of been in the works, but now it's launched and it's, it's moving, and it's also going great. And what is what is that? It's a, a Whiskey City Trad Gear. Um, people ask me what the name's all about. <clears throat> I'm originally from Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Lawrenceburg, Indiana is the home of the biggest Seagram's distillery in the world. So they coined Lawrenceburg, Indiana with the name Whiskey City, USA, Whiskey City, Indiana. Oh, OK. It's kind of a nickname. So I just adopted that in Whiskey City Trad Archers. And now I got Whiskey City Trad Gear. We this is a company that's been in the works in the background for about the past year. We've been testing some things. Um but since then we've launched, we've brought out a few products. The main product that we brought out is the um, I think I I got a bunch of boxes to ship, but I don't have any <laughs> laying around here. it's it's the hipster. It's a hip quiver. It's a traditional hip quiver They're okay. not a traditional anybody I, I'm finding out that I'm a lot of these things are going to compound shooters. Yeah, I and mean, yeah, they're, the reason why a lot of compound shooters that shoot indoors, they don't want the quiver that where the arrows face forward or face backwards because they end up jabbing somebody in front of them on the line with the knocks or they jab somebody behind them on the line with their knocks. So they want a more vertical presentation. And that's what the hipster allows it's designed in such a way that the arrows fit real tight to the body and it's smaller. It's I know there's other things out on the market, other things out on the market that I like, by the way, But it's because of those other things out on the market that inspired me to come up with this. I wanted to be somewhere between a pocket quiver and a hip quiver. So it's small in in, uh, nature. And, um, yeah, I don't – oh, hold on. I want to show you a look. Right there. This is a a scaled-down model. But if you can see that, I don't know if the blur is getting it or what. Yeah, it's kind of blurry. Pull it back to work closer to your face. Maybe that Yeah,
0: about I have that? to do it in, in front of your face because it's picking up your face. There you oh, uh, Almost there. Uh, do, do you have a website?
1: Yeah, it's, it's www.wctrad.com. Wctrad.com. And, you know, everything can be seen there.
0: But, okay, you know, so we have while we're a, here... I can I can share my screen. We can actually take a look at it and look see. at you. These special <laughs>
1: effects are
0: fantastic. Look at that. So so now you know we can we can show them. We went out to wctrad.com and yeah, and here we are, and and we can go through and ah, uh, here's here's a good picture of the hipster.
1: Yeah yeah, that's it.
0: Where did it where did it go?
1: Oh okay. Uh, you got you got to click on learn more I think. learn more I the store on the is underneath so that's just kind of how it wears it just kind of gives you but if you go to the shop i think there's more pictures there in the shop yeah
0: there
1: we go it's over there to the left so obviously since you're on there you can see the price point is 49.99 yep. I did everything that I possibly could. I mean, you know, I had to source it, but I did everything right. that I possibly could to keep this under $50. And uh, that was the whole thing is to, to, there it is, to keep it. Yeah. And keep that it, keeps the arrows, arrows back. You right know, there. Yet. You they're not going to be in the way of somebody that you're in front of. Or right. next to. Yeah. Um, and we offer an arrow tube too that you can put down in there. And if you, some people just prefer an arrow tube, but that's kind of the, but there it is. <laughs> yeah, that's our guy. That's, that's, uh, I don't know who that is actually, but <laughs> psychedelic uh, picture. Yeah. The hipster, get it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: but, that, uh, that's, that's
1: pretty good. Yeah. Um, so really, that's what we launched. We have three more products now in various stages of prototype um, generations. We have one in the third gen. it's in the testing phase right that I've got it out there with some people um just here real close, people that I trust to uh give me the absolute um you know good or bad and and that's what we do. We just run it by trial and error and I'm not gonna release it unless it uh unless it passes get I get the nod from the people that I that I that I hold dear uh, that, that right you that's Chase and Leslie Snyder two dear friends of ours and uh uh they're on the pro staff um I don't know if I pro staff if you will a lot of people say pro staff it means you're a pro that's not necessarily what it means pro staff means promotional and, and right they're on our promotional staff so so being on our promotional staff um they they promote our product, obviously, but these people that are promoting our product, believe me, they wouldn't promote our product unless they believed in it. Um, right. It's the same with, I mean, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but we got something really cool coming next, probably next month, probably in one more month. And uh, it's, it's pretty cool. I've collabed with uh, a, a, a business that's been out there and been a staple in the traditional archery world. a while and we got something really cool coming so i'm pretty excited about that and uh yeah just it's opened a lot of doors uh since i've started this i've gotten a lot of calls from a lot of different people and uh so it's funny when 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 you when you i never did this This it's a first for me but i'm staring at retirement you know retirement's not far off for me and uh i thought what do i love to do what do i want to do you know and I thought, obviously, something in, in, along the lines of archery. Well, it's kind of weird when you make a business out of your hobby, you know? <laughs> yeah. You, like, like, in the last, I, I, I religiously shoot every single night, you know? I, I at least give myself uh, 30 minutes of clean shooting time a night. And now I'm packing orders every evening. I'm packing these orders. And, and I guess it's a good problem to have. And since we've launched, we've, I, it would sound like I'm being braggadocious and I don't, I believe me, I don't want to do that, but we've sold a lot of these hipsters. We've moved a lot of these hipsters all over the country and uh, in three weeks time, and I'm just taken aback by it. Um, but yeah, it, it renders me packaging you know, and, and getting yeah. the words out. Uh, and I try to get them every evening so I can mail them out first thing the next morning. And then, then of course, you know I got to do all that early, and then be in to work on time. So, so yeah,
0: yeah. Trey, Trey's, which uh, I could say, to plane plane is fixing to take off. So he must be at the airport. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he must he must be at the airport. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, um, yeah. We just need to get some some of you guys connect together. I know it was. Um, what was it uh, I forget two times ago, yeah, yeah. not last not the last one, the one before that with a uh, um, uh, Jeremy Fisher. He has the toxin app. yeah, uh, have you connected with him?
1: No, no, I know who you're talking about them.
0: yeah, yeah, connect with him because we actually demoed his his app on the call, yeah. and he was woke oh, really? up, and he was go through go through the phone app and you know, you can connect in and, and share your phone to the screen. And he was going through the app and all the stuff it does. And it's like, oh, man, I gave him a few sites from around here, some clubs around here that weren't on there. And I know they have shoots. Um, That's interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah was yeah.
1: That, that one the last show was? I must have missed that, Roy. I must have missed that one. Yeah. How many that, shows um, ago was that? Uh, that was two shows ago. Okay. Yeah, I was in Compton, you know, so so this last two weeks has been kind of a blur for me. And then the week before Compton was uh the Cloverdale, the Cloverdale Nationals, and I was there as well. And and now my big my next big shoot is uh Etar, the Eastern traditional archery rendezvous in in Pennsylvania. So which is pretty good poke for me, but I'm gonna make it. It's the biggest trad archery rendezvous in existence, is what I'm being told by people that. Frequent it every year. It's at a ski slope. I guess they oh, yeah. lift you up and you shoot down. I don't know how it works, but oh, you're, you're sitting down shooting targets as you're going. <laughs> I have no idea how it works, but you know, hopefully I'm in good enough shape by the time I've, I started this thing carnivore diet thing. It's just like all meat, all red meat, you know? Oh, yeah. And, and I've, I've really been doing good on it. So hopefully I'm in good enough shape when I get there to tackle some of those ills. Yeah, that would be uh, uh, a challenge. Yeah, uh,
0: especially yeah, you have yeah. to walk up. have to walk up and shoot on way up, and ride down and shoot on your yeah. way down.
1: Yeah, that Brother, be kind of fun. Lander. I'm a flatlander. I'm in, you know, my home is in Milan, Indiana. I'm from I'm from Southeast Indiana, but but mostly everywhere I've hunted, you know, has been kind of flat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on purpose. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, you know, I used to like going, you know, going on the mountains, but, you know, at 68, I don't like to do that much walking. That's how I pretty much quit doing pheasant hunting because I didn't want to walk through all the fields. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to walk around. I can get three pheasants here in Nebraska. Right. Um, And now I got three birds where I can go for one turkey, which is bigger than three pheasants. Or I can sit in a tree stand and wait for deer to come by.
1: (laughs) Right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's I get it. So you used to do quite a bit of obviously well, you're in Nebraska. So you I mean you got right. you got wild pheasants, you know. Oh Mostly yeah. the pheasants around here are all put and take, you know what I mean? We don't have wild pheasants. Oh, we, yeah. We have pheasants that get loose every once in a while. And I I mean, I don't know what the uh you know how they say you can take a feral hog or you take a pig and then two generations of its offspring, then you got a wild boar, you know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is for pheasants because I tell you, I think. I know that I've seen wild quail and I think that I've seen wild pheasants, but really what I've probably seen or jumped was pheasants that got loose or somebody had released them. You know what I mean? And they pretty much fended for themselves. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of outdoorsmen around here that love to bird hunt. And every year you think with the price of gas, this would go down, but it seems to be still happening every year. They take out the fence rows, man here in the Midwest. They're just, hammering those fence rows they want more crops amber waves of grain you know yeah corn belt and they want more of it and uh that's really hurting the bird population you know what i mean that's over the years so quail yeah we still have quail you can find coveys of quail about every year but pheasant they're about non-existent rabbits yeah. seem to be making a comeback but they make a comeback don't they about every seven years whatever the cycle yeah. is for <laughs> <You're> a rabbit <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny is as i look for outside the box thinking for the club members we actually are putting together a pheasant hunt uh tr- stick bows only flu flu arrows oh yeah we're going to line up in six seven people and we're walking a field and it's going to be a put and take situation but you know how hard those things are to hit let alone with it with a bow and arrow with a with a trad equipment right so um yeah so that's going to be fun uh we may do a members only rabbit hunt or two. I I know several people that's got really good beagle hounds. And uh, you know, that's fun just to get out there and wing, wing arrows at that fast moving game, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know? I actually had a neighbor of mine that was, was real big into archery, and he actually went out and was shooting pheasants with his bow.
1: Oh yeah. And, yeah.
0: And I was like, I, I have trouble something hitting it with a shotgun, let alone trying to hit it with a bow. Oh, no kidding.
1: No <laughs> kidding. And then it looks really good on camera, you know. That is one of those hunts that looks phenomenal on camera, but what they're not showing you is the 30 or 40 pheasants they miss before right. they finally hit one. You know. <laughs> but but yeah, yeah. Um I don't know. I, I I'm I'm optimistic that, that we've got we've got some shooters. I'm optimistic that we're gonna bring down several pheasants this this winter and we got a lot of people looking forward to it so um yeah and then then you know to spin off of that we got another member that is just a he's a diehard outdoorsman and he just got back from uh he went to alaska or wait he may have went to canada i may have told you wrong but but uh he's got a friend up there that's got um you know that's 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 a guide and and and, and we may be putting all together a member only uh bear hunt here real soon um, he's he's got things in the works and a couple of people I need to talk to to make that happen but you know I just i, I have a lot of coals in the fire right now Roy yeah <laughs> and it's hard to kind of juggle all of this you know but i you know I honestly think that's it's a lot of work but I honestly think that's you know some of the reason we're doing we keep it fresh we're, and I think that's why we keep keep the membership that we do you know when when clubs kind of get stagnant, you know, and it's the same old, same old, and not right. doing anything to to kind of move forward or progress, you know, that's when they tend to dry up. Not to mention, and, and man, I hope somebody in the industry and they probably can't help it, but I hope they they hear this: the price of foam, these targets, it's it's just gotten absolutely ridiculous. I mean, and even with club discounts or whatnot, and I, I know people like reinhardt delta mckenzie they give so much away every year these are great companies i am not knocking them big shot targets all these people they give so much away every year um so so in 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 into archery they give back so i appreciate that but um yeah some of the price of just like a regular pro series Reinhardt deer, you know, we're at five, 600 bucks, you know what I mean? Just yeah. here. And then the core itself is another $150, you know, uh, if you need to replace the core. So it just makes it kind of tough when these small local clubs, if you will, you know, try to put together 30 targets and they're they're 15, 20,000 in the hole before they ever get to- started in their ROI or the return on investments like five years down the road well then they're looking 5 years down the road and it's about time to replace targets 2 years in you know or core yeah. it's just an it's not it's not really balanced i i'm kind of lucky that we run a trad only club not nothing against compound guys um you know nothing against any any archer whatever bow they choose to shoot but the trad guys aren't uh they're not as damaging on the targets if you will as as some of these big line cutter arrows and all that stuff well you know?
0: and your your compounds are going to bury them a little deeper
1: yeah yeah there's shooting so, many more fps yeah yeah
0: yeah so so you get one one compound arrow goes in so far that the regular out of the trad bow goes half as far which means yeah. you have to have you know two or three arrows in the same exact hole to get as much as one arrow damage from a compound right so, right
1: um and yeah, I you know, and that's the thing, it's I guess it's a give and take because when, when I go to these shoots that uh have a lot of compound shooters, I guess the repair is usually only the 10x or the 11 or you know, right. These guys are shooting. Let me tell you, these competitive compound guys, it's a game of X's, you know, it's right. a game. If you shoot one eight, you might as well go to the truck. You just got beat. You know, what I mean, these right. guys are shooting near perfect rounds i mean perfect and i've yet to see that done in traditional archery believe me i was always kind of skeptical you know a matter of fact jim jim compliment the guy i told you earlier the grumpy archer he has now changed his name to the skeptical archer (laughs) because of some of these you know you see these big scores everywhere and I was kind of the same way. I got to be honest with you. I was kind of skeptical of these guys turning in these huge scores, but then, you know, that's kind of when somebody's turning in a big score like that, that's the guy I want to shoot with. And here's why Right, I'm a firm believer. If I golfed with tiger woods all year or whoever pick a golfer, a professional golfer, professional bass fisherman. If I fished with uh, uh, Kevin Van Dam all year, I'm pretty sure at the end of the year, I'd be a fairly decent bass fisherman. You know, I'm sure I would have picked up a few things. So I'm a firm believer in, you know, if you're looking, if you have plateaued in archery and you're looking to go that next level, whether it be in your hunting, whether it be in target shooting, whether it be in field, whether it be in 3d, whatever, surround yourself, do whatever you can to either find a coach or find somebody that, Beat your pants every time, beat you, you know, the beat your pants off every time you go to shoot. Go befriend that guy or gal and, and start shooting with them. You, uh, you will pick up on some things. So I got with like, um, Kenny Jordan, Trevor Fielder, Paul Helm, uh, Dwayne Martin. I, I mentioned I, I just seem like I'm doing a lot of name dropping, but yeah. in single string, that's the people, you know, and I surrounded myself with these people and, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't know Kenny Jordan before, world champion longbow shooter. He's made the world champion team. Trevor Fielder is a longbow shooter. He shoots a little bit of everything, world champion himself. Um. Anyway, that don't make the man. I'm just saying they're really good shooters. And until you go with these guys, you know, you don't understand the level of skepticism that you have until you see it. You know, so I went and shot with these guys and I seen these you know, they're just a whole different level of shooter i don't even know how to really explain it i shot with trevor this last weekend at uh compton and and uh i got a chance to i got a chance carry my person was watching the booth so i got a chance to uh get out there thank thank goodness she went because i did get it i got a chance to get out there and do do a little bit who, who wants to go to compton rendezvous and not shoot you know i was, right. I was scared it was going to be all business you know but I got out there and got to shoot and he's hurt his shoulder or something. He's shooting a little light longbow, but still at that, he was, he was shooting really well. And these guys are just, I don't know how to explain it. They're just kind of wired a little bit differently, you know? Um, and I, I keep trying to get there, but I don't know that I ever will, to be honest. I mean, you know, there's some people that just can understand how to grab a guitar and they just catch on real quick. Right. I, I'm I'm that guy that sounds like, you know, I'm I'm beating on pots and pans until. You know. So yeah, it's hard to explain. Well, I I know
0: you know last times I've heard stories of, of somebody actually shooting against you know somebody that's much better shot, and, right. and and they're actually helping them. Yeah, you know these these guys that are shooting at that high level, they want you to shoot better. Yeah, because they, they realize as you get better, that forces them to keep up on their game you know yep. if you always if you always win then you know like okay i'm always winning that would be no fun you got to have something to push you
1: yeah yeah you look at this last uh everything's everybody's kind of judging things it seems like by lancaster are you familiar with this the lancaster archery uh, where, Yeah. where they all go in and it's a 300 round or whatever they call that i'm sorry i'm not a paper shooting guy but um they, they finally got longbows and wood arrows in there. And, and Trevor almost made the stage um, last year. Um, I don't think he did this year, but last year he did. And that's, that, that's going to be a huge thing. But anyway, the people that were always winning it, like the, the, and I say this with nothing but respect uh, the Dwayne Martins, John Demers, um, um, Fawn Gerard's people that I know that, that, I mean, are just next level archers. They weren't on the, They, they, you know, they didn't get, they didn't get as far this year. I mean, don't get me wrong. They made the podium, whatever, but they were eliminated by all these new faces. These people that I never even heard of before. And it just goes to show you words out there, single strings out there, bare bow, which is, you know, it's the aluminum riser, the uh, ILF style limbs. It's not my thing, but it's a lot of people's thing. It's the fastest thing growing in single string, you know? Um, so Calvin Smock and Dwayne, they own that CD archery together, and they they have a riser, and that's kind of King and bow. But anyway, these guys are, it's the fastest thing growing. And it can't be denied. That class at Lancaster went from, like, 80 people shooting it to, like, 380 people. I don't know. My numbers yeah. could be way off, but I'm not over-exaggerating <laughs> that much. So I pay attention to those trends and I pay attention to the things that's happening in and around me in the the sport, because that's what I like to do. And uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty exciting time to, like I say, I've been back in for about two and a half years now, three years. It's a pretty exciting time to come back into the sport and see where it's progressed to and uh, how much different, how much it's changed and evolved in a short 10, 15 years. And and by that, by that, Roy, I specifically mean single string archery, you know, what I'm a what what I'm a fan of.
0: <laughs> well, that's how it started out. Yeah, it's how it started out for you. Yeah. It's how it started well, out for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, thousands of years before I started it, it's it had been started, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The crudest form. And the crudest form. You know, they have that, they have a self bow class. You know, these guys you know they make their own bow and they go shoot it and it's just you know what is it twin oaks down there in tennessee they these guys it's 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 one of it's a big shoot in tennessee it's the uh it's like in february or march i'm sorry i got so many things going on in my head roy but anyway i think (laughs) twin oaks is the club but anyway um they have this big rendezvous down here down there and get this these guys they have flint napping you can you can nap your own broadheads you can make your own arrows there's osage staves there that you can purchase and then there's a barn set up and everybody's making their own bows and this is absolutely free with the exception of you buying the stave and, and there's all these right. uh, aficionados or or, or 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 old goats in the sport that have been building bows for years and and they're sitting there helping you along And then by the time you leave this shoot, you start your bow on like Thursday evening. You're out there shooting it on the course, shooting 3D targets with this thing on Saturday morning, competing with it. And it's just, man, I don't know. I don't know how long. Sounds like fun. Oh, Lord, have mercy. That wasn't around when when I was in it. I may have never, ever got out of it. But (laughs) (laughs) I would have just put the fishing rods up, but no, no. I actually, actually you fish too, right? Correct. Yeah. I actually got a kayak. I had a bass boat and did all that. And I got rid of the bass boat. Couldn't justify a, couldn't justify that monster of a payment. That's a year round. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that, that you only use a boat for five, six months out of the year. But so I went and got a kayak and, and I had, I, I actually started fishing some kayak tournaments and I'm going to get back to that. I truly enjoyed it. Truly enjoyed the kayak tournaments. And it's all online. It's, it's, it's an online, you take pictures of fish, measure, it's impossible to cheat at. I mean, well, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm sure, you know. Oh yeah. Somebody's going to find a way to cheat <laughs> for the most part. But uh, it's really enjoyable. So I, I'm going to try to mix a little more of that in next year if I have time. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, if you have time.
1: Yeah, yeah if I have time.
0: Yeah. Now you think you're busy now, wait till you retire. I can't wait. you're even busier then i know when my dad retired he was busier than when he was working and i was like how can you be busier and then now that i'm retired it's like yeah okay uh busier doing things you want to do instead of being you know stuck with a nine to five or eight to four whatever the job is right
1: right right yeah sometimes i think man i got to go back to work to get a break but but for the most part (laughs) for the most part i stay pretty busy at work too so (laughs) yeah but uh you know it's it's the switching gears in the evening you know i switched i totally switched gears and i've been concentrating and focusing on whiskey city trad and building that brand and then obviously the whiskey city traditional archers hasn't went anywhere and their shoots there every month our next shoot let me go ahead and shamelessly plug our next shoot oh yeah mine it's july 9th i'm sorry lost my voice but it's july 9th and uh yeah that's our next shoot and you know obviously justin and i will be out there trying our best to set the course and we try to make subtle changes a little bit every time uh just to keep things interesting keep it flowing well and and what you can do is in the arch talk 101 facebook group, go ahead and post a link to
0: your uh, shoot yeah man and absolutely uh, one of, one of the few links I do allow in my groups is, is, you know, shoots. To, to shoots and, and, you know, the clubs and stuff like that. Um, yeah. You know, I don't allow but I just post all these links to these sure. products to sell and stuff, because yeah. I don't want to turn into a sales group because there's I get of those out there. So, but
1: the thing yeah. on these groups, do so you run into that? And the thing on these groups and is, is, you know, I understand I get people that come over to our page on whiskey city, traditional bow hunter or traditional archers and they want to post things for sale and they want uh, constantly. But let me tell you, with these platforms and these groups, you know, it, it's it's very important to give as much as you take. Right. So I always had kind of an issue, and I, I don't care if they say I'm being a, a, a butt for saying this or whatever, with somebody that never participated in your group, that don't come around talking or adding any content, but yet then they put up something to sell. And that's right. all that they do. You know, so if I just uh, the PSA on Archery Talk 101, at least this podcast today, the PSA for this podcast is, you know, put in as much as you take, you know, I have no problem, you know, helping somebody build their brand or helping them along as long as they're participatory, you know, as if they're not participatory, people see through that real quick and they're actually hurting their brand. They're hurting their brand. Right. And so, that's, that's, you know, even though I don't allow selling in the group right? on the
0: podcast goes into the group because you're providing value. So we're going to provide value back. And absolutely. Um, I, I've got just about 800 people in the Arch Talk 101 Facebook group.
1: Yeah, it's nice. I have that's another nice. group
0: I started, the, you know, a little bit before this one uh, called retired in style. I have 1900 in, in that group. Wow. A- and wow. I delete and ban people least one or two days seems like because they come in first they do as they're going to post something about stocks or or crypto or or this kind of stuff and it's like no this is not a place for that and you know as your groups get bigger i don't have time to give you a warning one shot and you're out yeah you you know and and the first thing you do you know it's like oh hey i've got this t-shirt to sell i got this this i got these knives to sell it's like no um (laughs) what One of the one of the the coaches I've had and mentors, they said, you know, uh, you know, we we do a lot of this stuff to sell and make money on stuff. Sure. But she said eighty percent of your posts should provide content and value, and twenty percent asking for sales.
1: can agree more.
0: So agree. if you're going to post, if you're going to post one sale item, you better post it already for, uh, for just providing value and
1: content. I can't agree more, Roy. And I tell you what, that's, 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 and that's what people need to understand. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to be shrewd and and you're not either. Obviously you've dealt with this already. (laughs) Seems like, you know, I don't know, you know, this is my therapy session or something because I've been dealing with this the past few weeks and I didn't, you don't want to tick anybody off where they go bad mouth in your page or they don't come back. You know, I try to be friends with everyone but don't take kindness for weakness. So there's, you have to be, uh, you know, you know, have some common sense about it. You know Um, we've built a platform where we have a lot of people that go to that platform in order to talk like minded things. Right. And if, if somebody's coming around every time and just jamming their thing down your throat, you're hurting your brand. That's what I try to explain to them. They get no, you can see simply by the likes or the comments they they get nothing they it just goes straight to the bottom so i started having to eliminate those kind of posts um you know i hope you know just it, it is it is what it is but um you should put in as much as you take from a group any group right you yeah, know yeah w-
0: whatever you're doing and somebody's yeah. got a
1: lot of time behind it you know
0: yeah yeah there yeah. It, it took a lot of time and a lot of money to get it you know set up is. and going no doubt um you know cuz in the other group i, I actually paid for you know, I was going through and paid for Facebook ads to get them into the group. And Advertising. That. Yeah. yeah. I've added about 1,700 people in a group since I did, had any paid ads running for it. Yeah, and, that's awesome. And the Archer one is 100% organic growth.
1: And that's we're, great. We're,
0: we're just shy of uh, 800 people in a group now from all over the world.
1: You know, that's right. the thing
0: I, I've talked, if you look at some of the other podcasts, I've talked to people around the world. A- and that's what's nice now is we can talk. Like we're sitting down next to each other, you just need the internet connection and
1: oh, it's insane! Yeah, yeah. And
0: yeah. we talk archery, and you know, we all have different different things going on, and you know, like uh, like I was telling you before this one started. The only requirement is we start talking archery.
1: That's all it takes. It's <laughs> yeah. something and, you, and from there. Something you know a little about something. I know a little about what else is there? I mean, archery is yeah. an international language. You put me in a room with an archer, I've got a friend. You know what I mean? Right. That's just and I don't care if I'm in Germany or if I'm in, you know, if I'm in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, if there's an archer in the room, I've got I've got a friend. We can, we can, we can we're we're on common ground together. Well, and it's better
0: if you speak the same language, but the language you speak is archery.
1: Yeah, it's international. Right. It goes right. anywhere.
0: You know what? These little phones, yeah. They have something called Google Translate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can type it in and show it to them and translate it to their language, yeah. and and get back on and um, you know if if you don't speak English very well, that is one of the requirements that we have to either speak or translate to English, right? right. Uh, for it, but you know what? I'm I'm waiting for the the guy that wants to get on here and it's like okay, we'll use Google Translate, you know, we'll, we'll use the the chat mesh and, and you know you type in a chat and I'll convert it and speak it out and then I'll type a response back to it and. <laughs> Right, right, you know, uh, yeah it could it could be done. It, you know would it, it'd be a little bit slower, but you know it'd be interesting to talk to somebody, yeah um, because I've got people in, in my profile from all over the world that are archers and and the same thing with the group and right it, it's it's amazing how much we can do and how much we can learn. and um one of the things I like the group is is the that I have set up is it, it, say you're having a problem with your form, yeah. Uh, Take a video, upload it. Just not a YouTube video. Don't put it on YouTube and upload that. But just upload your raw video. And you know we have archers in here that yeah, you have a problem with your form that that has, you know, lots of experience teaching. You know, we have. Yeah. You know, I've been teaching Take since ninety five. So is ninety five? Yeah, I became an archery coach in nineteen
1: ninety five. Is that through the NFAA or what's that through? Yeah, where, N- USA N- Yeah, oh, yeah. NFAA.
0: Yeah, that's think yeah. a ninety-five. A guy named Bernie Palatira uh, was uh, surprised. I remember his name. I don't know why. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he came uh, to the to Omaha here and taught. It was on a a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, you know, at at night, evening ones. And Friday we go in there, and the first thing to do is check. You know, make sure you're at dominant eye, and what your draw length, and and at that time I thought it was a thirty-two inch draw length. You well, it was a- I, my sleeves on my, on my shirts, you know, if they're not 35, I hold my arms out and they come up past my wrist, you know? So, uh, and I didn't know my first bow when I went to the shop, this is here, try this bow. I drew it back. How's that feel? Okay. I had no clue. Right. Right. <laughs> I, you know, I'd shot my, my brother's whitetail too, uh, but I just buying my first the compound. Pulleys,
1: bow. pulleys on the limb.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. You have, I think that was a the little, two. You have yeah. a little pan to move, you yeah. know, when you want 65% yeah. let off. Or, yeah, or, or, nobody or, knows about that. Get through it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so I got it, it's like this 32 inches. So when it broke, you know, I, I'm trying to get another bow 32 inches long. Well, that's what I had. I'd ended up with a, a PSE that was 32 inches long because that's what I thought it was. I go down and it says, you're 29 and a half. Your bow must be 29 and a half draw length. To attend Saturday night's class, so I have all day Saturday to get it done. So you're going out, you know, shorter string was shortening draw length, and so we got. I I got it down to my my length, so I could get down to the correct length to shoot. Because you know that that extra, actually two and a half inches, puts you back here almost behind your ear, right?
1: right, you know, right. Or
0: stretching that arm way out, yeah. And yeah. so so then I I learned it, and we did a lot of the blank bail shooting. You know, they taught us the form, and Now they got our eyes closed. We're close enough. We can just lean over, grab the arrow, pull it out, and and shoot again with our eyes closed. And then you finally get where you're feeling the form. Open your eyes, and your form goes on crap again. (laughs) So then you close your eyes and shoot, and open it. So finally, you can open it up and have the same one. And now, okay, now, (laughs) yeah, yeah, Yeah. it it takes a while. And then, and then there was an additional course that you know you become uh, instructor. So I went to that as well and extra money for that and it's amazing how many people spent all that money back then it was like 250 bucks I think it was for those three nights of glass yeah and this is this is back in 95 so that was a lot of money and and mm-hmm. this the first thing I did is they went right back to what they are doing before. Yeah I said like, I'm paying this money to learn this new technique and no, I you know, I'm, I'm gonna do it and now I shoot 29 because that extra half inch shorter means I don't hit my bit it can be coat. Yeah which yeah. I did with my I did with my long, too long draw length. I hit my arm with a coat because so I heard it smack the coat and didn't hurt my arm because the coat was so, so heavy and it made me miss, miss the deer. I sent that muzzy broadhead through the, the thigh bone, just yeah. shattered the thigh bone. And yeah, you know, of course cut an artery with it as well. But, you know, so it didn't take long to, you know, it took longer than I should have, but it, it still brought yeah. out and died. Right. Sure. And it didn't go very far. And I wonder why it didn't go very far. Well, I know why, because the back hip was all broke.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, you yeah. Know. I tell you, I'm gonna get back in the deer woods this year. I'm gonna get back in the deer woods this year. You know, I've taken too I've taken too long of a hiatus from the sport. And 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 especially, don't get me wrong, I've been in the deer woods vicariously every year through my right. son. <laughs> my my youngest son, God bless his heart, he he don't hunt. He was he was he was he was blessed with other talents, but hunting, hunting as not one of them, um, <laughs> he just, he has no desire, loves to fish, um, just has no desire to hunt, has nothing against it. Just not his thing. But anyway, I'm going to get back in there this year. And, uh, you know, I'm going to try to also build the YouTube channel. I, I put a YouTube channel out and I, I think it's whiskey city trad or whiskey city, traditional arts, even terrible. I don't even know what it's called. I've got five <laughs> or six videos on there, but, uh. Whiskey City Trat, I think. It's terrible. You're gonna find it, aren't you? You're looking around for it. It's Whiskey <laughs> City traditional, maybe. I, I've got a few YouTube channels, but that's one that I tried to and I've thrown a few videos on there. But uh obviously I'm gonna try to uh I'm gonna try to film some hunts this year. And I i used to be a passion of mine i've done that in the past and i've got other traditional harvest on film back when it was back when it was analog you know when vhs Oh yeah you know but then when when many dv came out you know shoot you know i thought when 1080p came out i thought lord have mercy i am just gonna i'm gonna make a living in the uh archery industry and the hunting industry didn't really work out that way but i did really enjoy you know and that leaves something behind for the the grandkids and so on and so forth so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try to film more hunts this year what are you up to there roy i see you're up to something <laughs> yeah well um, <laughs> don't embarrass me now i don't have i don't have oh no. I, yeah, that it? that's it I i don't have the editing skills that a lot of these people have uh and i'm just kind of learning so there's been a slight learning curve but but i'm i'm getting something i'm getting something going
0: yeah so i just subscribed so you got one Thank more you, subscriber
1: appreciate and, you uh, that brings it up to a big total of 87 subs <laughs> 18 I <don't> videos. Really, <laughs> i don't really push the channel all that much but I plan on it. I plan on it. I I feel like there needs to be the, you know, I'm kind of, there has to be the content there. And I just. Right. Not quite there yet. Well, and and one of the things I've been doing uh, YouTube
0: videos for quite a while, Um, until you get probably a hundred videos, you do not exist to YouTube.
1: No, no. I mean, look at those, I mean, a a couple hundred views, four or 500 views, but I got a couple on there with several thousand views. Um, It's just weird how the, how the algorithm and, 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 and it's because like the, I think my heaviest viewed video was uh, a black widow bows interview, but that's because I was, you know, somebody did search black widow bows, you know? Right. (laughs) So yeah, as far as me and whiskey city, Chad archers, the channel um you know it's got less subscribers than we have club members <laughs> yeah. there's, there's something you know, backwards something backwards about that but no yeah, you, you would just, think. that but... it's just that i haven't promoted it i haven't pushed it right um uh, you know I'll, I'll get around to it
0: yeah it's um yeah it, it takes a while to do that and and, and get everything going and um let me. See. My machine is it's it's slow
1: here. Well, look I, how I many daggone pre- windows you got open. Look at all. <laughs> oh, I have I have four monitors. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I got the laptop
0: and three others. I mostly use three of them, but look at this car channel. repair
1: welding project. I like I weld. I have an old '69 uh, Ford. I'm restoring F100. Um. You know, I had some raised yeah. bed gardens, and here's the deal, Roy, with the raise. You're not gonna agree with me on, um, but here's how I can buy it cheaper at Kroger's. <laughs> it's just a lot of work, Roy. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll go sometimes. get it again for 89 cents.
0: Well, I've got some welding projects in here, and I've done some welding, a couple welding projects. Um, here, here's a, a, a repair playlist That's of cool. just um yeah. bow um, here's what the podcast shows up into here. Yeah, I've, um, I've been to I have that. some gardening ones. I got a freeze dryer, so I'm showing that. Um, you know, I've got this is 2001 canning. garden, 2022 garden. I hear
1: um, the I canning. Pictures. I hear the, the can the 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 ball mason jars are getting hard to find. I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, I'm here. It was for a while. Now it's back good again. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's back pretty good now.
0: Um, yeah, you know, you you never know what people are going to be interested in. Yeah, here, here is yeah, look at, look at that Four, 14,000 views of me just making stevia powder to replace sugar. I put it, my up, goodness, in my a
1: dehydrator.
0: Yeah, in a dehydrator. Yeah, now that's what do I'm, I'm doing. A
1: now. Oh, I'm doing stevia. Yeah. Stevia, the stevia it is stronger than sugar. Oh, yeah, I think I read that it's two times the sweetness of
0: sugar. Oh, more than that. Uh, if you buy the stevia. It's like a, just a few milligrams is, is a serving and, huh. and you use very little of it. You know, don't don't put a tablespoon in of stevia unless you have six or seven gallons. Really? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. yeah. and look at here, 8,200 views on me installing a, an outlet in the safe. Uh, cool. This is just me digging up sweet potatoes. Um, this is working on, on my ATV, which went through a flood um, yeah. you? And, and it's more in here. And here's, you know, I got some reusable canning lids. When canning lids are hard to find. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you know, you just just set them up, you know, however you want. Um, I'm not monetized yet, but I have 530 videos. And once yeah. you get going, so far you're starting um, to grow. Yeah, YouTube will start promoting. I think it was about 25% of my views come from YouTube's recommended uh, views or videos. Yeah, yeah. So, so cool.
1: Thank that, you. For that. Kind of
0: about my channel, but, uh,
1: no, but thank you. Thank you. You're kind of giving me uh kind of giving me, um, you know, an idea. That's the thing. I mean, I, I know they're just, like I said earlier, it's you get out what you put in and I've got so many other coals in the fire that I haven't been able to concentrate on just YouTube this year. I'm, I've got a bunch of cameras. I'm, I'm kind of a closet videographer, if you will, I always film stuff and like to film things, but I have a bunch of, uh, Sony cameras, little handy cams. They're oh, 10, yeah. they're 1080p, but you know, it's HD quality. You know, it's not 4K, right? right? But I've got a bunch of them. And and what I'm going to do this year is offer offer them up to club members. And I'm going to try to get, you know, more club members involved. That way, if I spread it out, like I said, we have a nucleus of a bunch of hunting club members. Right. If we start, if we start getting these harvest and stuff on on film or on what do you say? I don't even think you say on film anymore, on, on digital, on SD right. card, whatever it is. <laughs> I don't even know how you say it anymore, <laughs> but if we start getting more on, on um, I'm just going to say on film, but if we, you know, we, I can, I could put more videos out, you know, and it might help me through this winter to uh, work on the YouTube thing might be a winter project, you know, when things kind of right. slow down.
0: Well, and one thing you can do is put out shorts.
1: And I, I hear I okay. read on those the other day. Those are really taking. People are wanting information faster and faster and faster.
0: Right, right. Um, you know, some people kind of badmouth TikTok, but it's a place to put out stuff. I've used that. I just, I've kind of refocused. I just don't have time to to put out the the little shorts right. and the TikTok and the reels and you know that uh, shorts are for YouTube, reels are for Facebook, and TikTok is its own little thing. And, right, and there's. There's a lot of stuff you can do. You know, it's nice. You just take your phone, set it up for a fifteen or thirty second commercial or whatever. And it's like, hey, what you just just talk and then, you know, a little short, you're done. It posts, you're you're done. You know, yeah. YouTube, yeah. you can go, you can go live on on YouTube. Yeah. And it's like, hey, hey, I'm out here. Just go live and and once you get there and uh, TikTok, once you get a certain amount of um, followers that following you, then then you can go live. So. You know, I could say, I've got enough. I could sit there and, and do something, go live right away. And that's that's a way that you can get information out there about different stuff. You know, you could just a little short one and say, hey, um, next weekend, we have this shoot coming up. Make sure right. you're there and here's where it's at. And then and then go, you know, th- there's, your, there's your post. And, and, you know, just way to promote whatever you want to do. And, you know, I've done all those different ones. And I just right now uh, on my YouTube channel, uh, during the summertime, anyway, I'm putting about one video a day. Yeah, that's,
1: that's, that's really kind of what you got to do. I mean, it's somebody told me in, in the YouTube realm, it's about, don't get me wrong, quality means something, but quantity also means a lot. You right. Know, you just got to keep after it, keep after it. And, you know, don't take everything so personal because if you're not growing at what you think you need to be growing, it it, it it's either going to, you keep after it, sooner or later it's going to hit. You know right. that algorithm yeah. is really funky over there, man. It's really a weird wave to catch, either. But someday your wave will come around. You know, as long as you keep pumping out content. Well, yeah,
0: you know, like like I showed you on mine, you never know what people are going to be interested. Never know, in. never know. You know, I I did, You know, for the long time, the me digging up sweet potatoes was the the number one. And, and next thing something. you know, here's a steve. It just take takes off and right. You know, you can see. You know, you might get two, three hundred views a, a week
1: on right. some
0: of these. And yeah. you know, and then just just keep putting it out and just doing it, and you know, it's 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 fun. I need to get get more archer ones in there, but oh, you know, I do post. Sorry, I post that two two of the posts each week as the podcast because I put two of those out a week. So I just have content content I have to create. But you know, I might be doing all kinds of different stuff. I might be doing some shooting. I might be doing well right now. I'm working on one. I'm uh, a crawl space door. It got all rotted out, so I'm I doing videos on creating that. And um, you know, those end up being split into multiple ones, but you know um, it's all just um, got to do something.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's constructive time spent. And I mean, it's all about, you know, getting the word out there and, 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 you know, if you have a passion for it and I mean nothing, you know, heck if it's, if I'm enjoying it and nobody's watching my channel at all, I'd probably still do it there's something that I enjoy about the uh, digital fingerprint and it's more so for me as a selfish as that sounds. Um, don't get me wrong. There's an aspect of putting it out there to the community and so on and so forth. But as far as the hunting videos, I'm talking about, that's something that stays around for your kids, kids, grandkids, great, grandkids. Right. You know, we didn't have that. There isn't nothing more than I would like to see a video of my grandpa talking, you know, hunting, fishing, whatever where i could just hear his voice again you know or or my grandmother there's just none of that don't get me wrong there was probably eight millimeter or something and my mother probably has it or something but you know with no sound i don't know there just wasn't a lot of that in my era it's just this digital era you know is pretty neat and i don't even want to open the can about ai i've been going down the ai wormhole for the past couple (laughs) weeks and uh
0: uh, I I've been using it for several months and um it's it's got lots of stuff in it you know there's there's a lot you can do you can write books you can do all kinds of different stuff and um you know I use it sometimes too in in creating content yeah um, I I don't do it do it a lot but uh, just as an experiment I I asked Chat Chat GPT to create an outline for an ebook on archery so create the outline. And then I then I took each one, and then I, each of the outline things, I says, write a paragraph about it. So I end up with the whole a whole ebook about seventy pages of an ebook on on archery. And then I said, okay, create me the script for a, a web um, a webinar to promote the book. So then it created all the all the text for that. And I says, okay, I want you to create me seven posts promoting the webinar, um, a week's worth. For Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Tumblr, uh, Pinterest, I forget there's a couple other ones. And it created the content because Instagram is a little bit different format than uh, you know, like all the rest of them. So now it created all that stuff, and I got a whole document one hundred and ten pages, but I gotta go through and read it because it you know, and it took me oh probably a half hour, forty five minutes all together. Uh, and so within a half hour, I had a seventy page book on archery insane yeah so there the power is in there to do whatever and uh there's a lot of them are using it for ads and posts and you know when you have a product you have your landing page for for your uh your hipster you yeah know, you can use the ai to say hey you know write me this and then if you don't like what it is well change the voice that sounds like you know i had one i did one time and and it's on a Little flowery, yeah, and and I says you know rewrite it with you know with this and take this in account, um you know or if you want to have your push say oh put them in a table, you know okay yeah. I mean give me some hashtags for it you know give me a description of the image I want for it you know it'll do all that for you and you can train them and you know I, I see people out there just doing all kinds of different stuff and
1: crazy crazy you know,
0: I, I I put together a online coaching program I I don't do a lot of promoting on it because I'm I, i've got a lot going on right it, it, it's there um and in fact my first student was it was on messenger when i was thinking about putting it together yeah to for me and he's in a group now too and he invited a bunch of his friends into the, the group but um you know he would he would post a video of him shooting and then i'd look at it and then you know go back and give him comments and back and forth because there was no coach anywhere near him he didn't have a coach that he could really drive to and, you know, so my first online coaching student was in
1: Italy. Yeah. When when I got back in, I started looking for coaches. Archery coaches weren't easy to find. You can find all the stick and ball sport coaches you want. You can find. And it's like when my kid was bass fishing, you know, when, of course, I knew how to Carolina rig a worm. And, you know, I knew how to bass fish, you know, throw a, throw a spinnerbait or a rooster to something simple, you know. Right. But, I'd I'd done a lot of bass fishing growing up, but not competitively. And so when he was in middle school, we started, he graduated what I could teach him and he was becoming more proficient angler than I was. So, so I went and looked for a bass fishing coach. There was, it was, it hadn't caught on yet. So when I got out of archery and I came back in, I started looking for archery coaches in my area. Sadly enough, there, this was just three years ago, sadly enough, there wasn't hardly anybody you know, and that's kind of how right. I reached out and found, uh, um, Paul Helms or Trevor Fielder, their friends. And that's how I found them guys. And, and, you know, Trevor kind of got me pointed in the right direction. And then Kenny Jordan lived right down the road and it's, you know, I've, I've been introduced to other shooters since then. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been, you know, all downhill from there, but, uh, at least I'm coasting downhill now, but, uh, because <laughs> I know some people, if I get, if I get stuck or stru- I've become great friends with, arguably one of the best um traditional archery coaches um that we have today and that's rod jenkins um you know um he comes up and does a seminar every february for our clubs been it for the last three years and um i've just become really good friends with him i mean we'll call and talk on i i seen him at compton you know he'll call me when he's driving in between plays we're friends and uh you know, all the time we don't talk archery. We talk on kind of other mundane stuff. But, right. but uh, super good guy. But if it wasn't for you know some of these people when I got my foot back in the door that that introduced me to that that side of archery, I would have never met Rod. So, you know, it's funny how doors open. I wouldn't be on this podcast here with you today. You know, if it weren't for my my love of archery. You know, right. So, you know, it's it's funny how things come full circle and how things work and you know on the podcast you know i uh, you
0: don't have to be a hunter you don't have to be an expert you know if you have a desire to learn it don't you know i i'm i'm still looking for the the person that wants to get started in archery that's never done it before right you know get right. get them on the podcast yeah, um, yeah. you know are those that are just starting out um you know because i've talked to uh, lots of different people in there, in all different levels, you know, from the just just beginners to uh, somebody that, that does it for fun. Yeah, you don't, semi- you don't discriminate. No, I mean,
1: you have little old me's on here, and then you have big names in the sport, and and that's I do appreciate that about your podcast that you give everybody time on your platform that you've worked hard to build from scratch. And 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 don't get me wrong, I understand it's a podcast and you need content as well, right? But you're still plugging along after all these episodes and everything else. And I think I think the diversity in your podcast is the fact that uh, you know, and there's a lot of good podcasts out there, you know that I'm sure you listen to them. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and and there's, the there's ones a lot that of them. I the ones that I tend to gravitate to are the ones that you know. I, I, you know, I don't need to hear, don't get me wrong. I know who Chuck Adams is, <laughs> you know, he's killed everything on the continent, on all all the continents, you know, and it's super, but you know, I, I, I really can't relate. I, I I personally don't have the money to go on a doll sheep hunt, you know, no. I, I, I love hearing about it, but that's not where I'm going to spend my time. I would rather listen to, for me personally, and everybody's different. I would rather listen to the regular guy, on your, your podcast or, 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 you know, that, that started an archery club and what that was right. like, um, You know, because that's what I relate to. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's something out. That's a great thing about podcasts and that's a great thing about the interwebs. <laughs> right. There's something out there for everybody, but uh, no, Roy, you're doing, you know, uh, you're doing a great job. I, maybe that'll be a good place to call it. Cause I appreciate you having me on. I really do. And and you know, I've been. I don't know. I feel like we've been at it for a while now. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> it's almost five here. I think we started about three. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We we shoot for an hour and and yeah, yeah. hour and a half, two hours. With I've seen that going. in your shows.
1: <laughs> Sometimes you get just sucked in there too, and before you know it, a ten minute conversation just goes out the window. Yeah. Um, and you know, hey,
0: we're just having fun fun chat, you know, amongst two two friends. That, yeah, man. That, you know, yeah. we're we're archers, so we're automatically friends. But now, you know, we've met and talked and you know, absolutely. so we're running to you, you know, hey, we're we're gonna it's like, hey, I remember you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You're absolutely. on my podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's cool, man. That's cool. I really appreciate it. Um is there anything else? Anything else you need from me or anything? Uh no, no, it's I've I, I'm, pretty much I'm actually... covered everything.
0: Yeah, I'm actually a little bit surprised that they haven't called you to interrupt you.
1: <laughs> well, I went and told uh yeah, yeah. You know, I got out of here at four o'clock and I was punching out of the day. So I'm I'm actually using my work computer. I'm still in my office at work, but but uh I'm sure there's no there's no ethical problems with that. But uh you know, I I, I had to go tell them, hey, you know, I'm I'm off work for the day and I'm on a on a Zoom meeting. Uh it's perfect. <laughs> So so, yeah, nobody's came in here. That's good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, and if you want to let everybody know what you do, you can do that. If not, we'll just we'll just go.
1: Oh well, no, I mean I have no problem telling it. You know, I'm I'm a civil servant, I'm a police officer, I'm a police chief in the town that I grew up in. Um, and you know, it's not a huge department. We're on the outskirts of Cincinnati, Ohio, you know. But I mean, you know, we have 25 people here, and it's not the biggest department in the world, but it's not the smallest. And and yeah, that's what I do. I've been in police work for the last twenty some years. I was in I was in construction. There's where the welding come, comes in. My dad was a boiler maker, and uh, when Boilermakers were still alive in these coal fired fossil fuel powerhouses up and down the Ohio River, so I started in construction, and uh, then I migrated into um, dirt work and, and and civil supervision and construction. And then I got on as a reserve police officer. So I built a lot of bridges in my time, literally literal, literal bridges, but I never felt it was just another bridge. You know, I didn't feel like I was, but as a reserve police officer, I felt like I was making a difference, you know, just, it was different. It was different. It was a different field. So I left the life of construction and, and ended up, uh, you know, pursuing the law enforcement thing full-time. And, uh, that's where I've been for the last 20 some years. And, there again, you get out what you put in, you get out what you put in, 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 in any sport, hobby profession. um, I, you know, it has its days. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you, Roy. And this, the climate, and I don't want to get political here and I'm not going to, but <laughs> the climate and the, just everything, you know, has actually, you know, it's, it's changed a lot than when we were coming up, you know? And, right. So you gotta, you gotta improvise, you gotta adapt and you gotta overcome that stuff. and, And that's a constant struggle in this business, but, um, you know, we make it work, we make it work and, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate being in a smaller department, any of these officers can come in and see me at any time. My door is always open to the officers that work here. And, uh, you know, um, you know, I never get a, you know, I I just want everybody to be treated how they like to be treated. That's it. Yeah. And that's how we grow. up. That's how we grew up. And most of this job is common sense. It's just a common sense thing. So I don't know why I went all down that. (laughs) That's what I do. That's what I do. Before we get get out of here, uh, John Fort,
0: which was on with Mandy um, when I did their interview with her. I know John. uh, He says, glad to see you make it on. Um, (laughs) Kenneth, um, he said he ordered your hipster.
1: Oh, good deal. Thanks, Kenneth. And Mike Johnson says, good job. (laughs) Mike mike johnson good deal thank you mike yeah
0: yeah and and you know if we if we oh, want that's to have my, that's the just...
1: tennessee that's the tennessee mafia mike johnson oh, mike yeah. johnson <laughs> you need to look him up sometime that guy's got his hands in several things i'm telling you he's a mover and a shaker in the arch, archery industry he's a big Luminox guy you know Luminox. oh oh yeah oh yeah I, guy i've got some he's in with that them guys and and just a super good guy and i call him I call him Whiskey City South Chapter. He's (laughs) in Tennessee, so he's south of me. I call him the South Chapter. Yeah, he's a super good dude, super good guy. And I've met so many good people. How many you, Roy? That I wouldn't have met if it wasn't for this, wasn't for this outlet. You know, right? It's just crazy. I I met lifelong friends because of a stick and a string. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. And, and, and Mike, if you want to come on the
1: podcast, hey, well, just schedule a time. Just let me know. Oh, that was like tuning. He's hilarious. The guy, oh, is, yeah, you're going to bust a gut laughing at him. And I tell you another <laughs> one is Greg Richards. You know, as we we're talking about YouTube platforms and creators, Greg Richards, you, you need to check him out, Roy. I know you're not shooting traditional nowadays, but he's, he's got a YouTube channel called 3D Archery, and uh, it's one of the bigger trad channels that we have and he is just a super good guy and and he shoots straight from the hip so i sent him a hipster to test you know and i was oh, a little yeah? nervous about it because he pulls no punches none right that stuff he's one of those <clears throat> he won't tell you something for the sake of because you sent it to him for free so i sent my my product to him on purpose you know just and he turned turned out he fell absolutely in love with it but he is he's a great guy and he's got a a pretty good following i think he's monetized now and i mean he's got a pretty good following people great guy great guy jeff phillips another great guy i could go on and on but yeah, yeah. there's no such thing as as you know as as it it's good to be promoted it, it is it's right it, we're all getting it out there we're all in the the uh, archery fear, sphere together so it's good to get it out there
0: yeah it's it's a lot of fun doing these and and you know if I can help out an archer that's that's in a group or uh, listening on the the podcast or watching my youtube channel yeah uh, you you know that's just my youtube channel is just all about helping that's why I called it learn to fix it yourself yeah yeah you you know and and, you know I think a lot of people like think how to fix things you know because that's one of the things that they don't really teach much but no, nope. you know, when I was growing up. You fixed it. You, there wasn't really a lot of options to go buy new stuff. You couldn't throw
1: it away because it just better fix. You it. fixed it. You fixed it. <laughs> and I mean, I, I I have a buddy that I always call him MacGyver because he can fix anything. And we were just raised differently, you know. Um, his dad wouldn't fix anything for him you know, where my dad would, my dad came from the era of fixing things, but my dad would jump in and fix it for me, so to speak. Oh. <laughs> and I would just be there watching and kind of wonder off the minute I handed him the wrong wrench. He'd yell at me. And I'd, I would just kind of wonder off because I was in the way. Well, my friend's father didn't help him in any way. He'd say, go figure it out. You got to put that starter on that car, go figure it out. You know, go pull a used starter from the junkyard and put it on. You know know exactly what I'm talking about. And and so just because of that, that guy can fix anything. I mean, you know, we're, we're a little different and that was a, goes back to our upbringing, but you know, yeah, we definitely come from a different generation where you fix things. I I am a YouTube mechanic, so I love channels like yours. Here's the thing. If it wasn't for YouTube, I probably wouldn't have got the past 10 projects done. You know, I'm always... When I know I have something coming up I need to fix or I'm going to work on, I start watching YouTube channels to see how in-depth it's going to be, see how deep I'm going to get myself in, you know, what kind of trouble I'm going to get myself in, so on and so forth. So it's it's just the best play. I don't even watch TV anymore. I mean, I watch YouTube every evening because you can instantly yeah. just kind of watch what speaks to you, you know? Well, and then YouTube is real good at if you
0: watch this type of video, then they keep pushing that one in front of you so yeah, they do more and more and more because yeah. their their ideas they want to keep you on the channel on the they on do the yet channel and don't want to have their you marketing the platform
1: youtube's marketing is a genius i mean genius next level genius it's probably ai <laughs> <laughs> well and in two between
0: facebook and youtube facebook don't like you to post youtube videos because they don't run it because they want you to do it but they'll they'll, they'll promote their reels because that's a facebook one. Oh, that i guess so yeah they, they don't watch they, they neither one likes post off their platform
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah 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 i see i never really thought about that but you're spot on yeah. Learn, yeah learn
0: how to learn how to play a game
1: but that's the stuff yeah. i've been learning for the last yeah two and
0: a half years <laughs> yeah man
1: yeah yeah <laughs> interesting
0: well we, we probably should end this that you can get home and get going with something you're doing and um I can get this ready to get posted and you know, like
1: anybody listening,
0: hey, if you want to get on talk about archery, just get a hold of us and we'll get you connected up.
1: Yeah, man. Hey Roy, I really appreciate it. Thanks a whole lot. Yeah, we got into
0: a few things that kind of
1: completely off topic, but hey, each one's different. That's why you listen to the end. We, we, yeah, we went we went several directions. <laughs> <laughs> I hope somebody learned something. I'm not sure what, but I'm mean, <laughs> hope somebody learned something
0: well my name is Roy Canterbury and I've been your host here on Archie Talk 101 with uh David Schneider is our special ex- exciting uh guest on here <laughs> just just I, I I'm not in that I, I don't know how to do that <laughs> I don't know what I was
1: doing being goofy yeah
0: well stay tuned for the next one it's gonna be another great